In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing lessons learned from another church shooting. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security Academy, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. We're going to be discussing the article, The 2012 Destiny Christian Center Shooting. If you would like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So today's Bible verse for us is 2 Corinthians 11, verse 26, and it reads like this. In journeyings, often in perils of water, in perils of robbers. Good verse for us today because sometimes church violence has nothing necessarily to do with the church. Sometimes it's just spillover from the community we live in or just the very fact that crime happens. And it happens all the time, all kinds of places, and sometimes it spills over on church property, even though, like I said, it has nothing to do with the church. And that's the situation here of a violent attack that resulted in a church member being killed and it had nothing to do with the church, but it did occur. So we need to be prepared. Um, before I continue on, I just want to encourage you to share this with the rest of your team, staff, volunteers, and really people in other congregations. You know, maybe, you know, the chances are you know people and they go to different churches and they need to learn about these things. And so please share it. Please share it. Get it out there because there's too many churches out there that have no safety ministry at all. Um, I was talking to a gentleman just today and we were talking about church security. And one of the things that came up was simply this, is that even if a church is completely against using any sort of um, force against another person, they have more of a passive theology, values, and beliefs, they still should not throw out the rest of the 99% of the things that we could be and should be doing. Yes, you know, you know my feelings about um, firearms and being prepared for violence. This story is certainly going to talk about a hero with a firearm who is able to end the threat. But that doesn't mean, even if you're against all that, there's still 90, 99% of other things that can be done that adds layers of safety and security. So please get this video, share it, um, help other people expand or start their safety ministries. Okay, so let's start in the beginning of this shooting. Um, it was early afternoon on the second Sunday after Easter, so April 22nd, 2012. Um, at a church in the Fountainhead Plaza, a business park in Aurora, Colorado. The morning service at the Destiny Christian Center was coming to an end. A car speeding past the church went out of control on a sharp corner and careened into another vehicle. Some accounts say that the one car was chasing another. The driver of the, of the car got out and engaged in an argument with another driver while holding a handgun. Uh, the church's drummer came outside after hearing the crash and ran, um, and then ran inside to get some help. He came back out with others and went towards the driver but tripped and fell. The driver pointed his handgun and tried to shoot him, but the gun jammed. The drummer headed back into the church. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> the driver kept pulling the trigger. It finally fired when the pastor's mother came out of the door. She was hit 
and killed. The driver slash killer, the gunman, headed for the door of the church. A member of the congregation who was an off-duty Denver police officer had pulled out his handgun and fired at the gunman and killing him. Uh, when shots were heard, people inside the church ducked for cover, then locked down in two rooms. Very good response. Um, the last entry, uh, okay, let's go. The shooter had a long-time arrest record going back to his teens. Originally from Aurora, um, most of the arrests were drug-related and also included theft, resisting arrest, and traffic offenses. In 2008, he was released after three years in the Colorado uh, court-ordered drug treatment program. Then in December 2009, he was sentenced to prison in Oklahoma on drug charges and actions while under the influence of drugs including marijuana mixed with PCP. Um, the actions included a vehicle collision while impaired. In November of 2011, he was released early from prison. His sentence was supposed to go through, through 2021 after he completed education and drug rehabilitation. After his release, he moved back to Colorado. Judging from his demeanor and actions, the shooter had apparently resumed drug use by the day of the shooting. He had been with a friend a bit more than a block away from the church in front of an apartment complex. There he got into an argument with somebody else, not his friend. Um, in a rage, he got into his car and sped off up East Bethany Street. About a half a block's distance, he turned off the street and into the drive of the business park and um, the drive went by the Destiny Christian Center. Um, just past the front of the church is a sharp left turn. The driver missed the turn and crashed into a, another vehicle. He exited his car with a gun and argued with the driver um, of the other vehicle. When someone came out of the church to help, he pointed his gun and began firing. We kind of covered that. His action um, would be the last item of his police record since he was shot by the church uh, member and died. Okay, so the past, afterwards, the, the mother of the pastor died from her wounds. The shooter also died. The off-duty Denver police officer, who was a cousin of the pastor and nephew of the pastor's mother, was placed on administrative leave. Um, this was not only for the investigation, but also for his emotional health, time to recover after shooting and killing somebody. He also experienced personal loss after seeing his aunt killed in front of his eyes. Uh, questions were raised about the gun used by the officer. So here's our first lessons learned is this. If you've not heard of U.S. Law Shield, um, you need to look them up online and, uh, and join their membership. Basically what it is, it's, it's having an attorney on, you know, basically on retainer for all criminal and all civil actions resulting from a use of force. This is, this is an extremely good idea, even for police officers, they cover that too. Um, and even if you have a union or you have um, some, some sort of legal protection through your department or whatever, you can still get this and just think of it as one more attorney that's sitting at the table for you to help you out. Everybody else, you definitely have to get this. So think about this situation here and why this is so important. It's, this is a good shoot, right? But what happened in the media and what happened all around was the fact that why was this officer 
you know, why was he armed? Why did he have a gun? Why did he shoot and kill this person? And they went after, after that officer. And so having an extra attorneys and all that kind of stuff is very, very important for all of us. Good shoot and still lots of legal entanglements. So please, by all means, uh, get that. The other thing is, okay, kind of continuing on with the after effects, that church actually ceased to exist. The pastor moved away to Georgia and, um, and the church was taken over by another church that now um, the Christ, uh, Christ, Christ Central Church took over. And uh, new congregation, new pastor, all that kind of stuff. So it was the end of this church, even though they responded. Um, fairly well to the situation, going into lockdown, um, very smart, locking themselves down in rooms. Here's the thing. Okay, so let me first do a disclaimer here. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? We can easily look at this and go, ooh, you know, maybe we they should have done this or done that. This is not about blaming the victims. This is instead honoring the victims by reviewing what happened and then figuring out how could we do it better in the future. And if we truly honor them and we apply these lessons learned, then um, their sacrifice could save lives. And that's what this is all about. So the biggest takeaway I had from this, the biggest lessons learned, other than you need U.S. Law Shield because you're going to be sued. People are going to come out of the woodwork and attack what you did. End of story, that's just the way it is. So you better be prepared with legal protection. Beyond that is this. And, I, and, and I'm trying to put myself in the position of the people at the church. You're pretty much minding your own business. In this case, the, the drummer must have been at the right place at the right time. He hears the crash. And his heart is, I want to help. And so he goes out there sees two drivers arguing. Um, He may or may not have noticed that one of them had a gun until the guy actually pointed the gun at him, pulled the trigger, and it didn't fire. So he runs back into the church. At this time, what the church uh, could have done or should have done is this, is gone into lockout, right? That means all of the exterior doors are closed and locked. People are moved away from those doors and windows into a central part of the church or possibly even going into lockdown where they're in different classrooms, you know, doors shut, lights off, all that kind of stuff. Um, But at minimum, a lockout with those doors locked. Nobody else should have gone out there to deal with that. And I'm going to say even the off-duty police officer should not have gone out there. And the reason I say that and I get that he's a sheepdog, man, sheepdogs, we just are compelled to do things. And if you've worked in law enforcement, even more so, you're practiced in responding to things. But if the church is in lockout, the sheepdog's job is to protect everybody inside. This guy clearly was trying to shoot people and ultimately got his gun to work and killed somebody. And that was that Denver police officer's aunt. Because the church wasn't in lockdown and because people were still not being controlled from going outside. And so 
The Denver officer goes out there, the aunt goes out there, gets shot. And so we have to go into lockdown as quickly as possible, keep people out of that parking lot because of the violence, because of what's going on out there. We already know a gun is in play. We already know that the guy has a willingness to use that weapon. And so we need to take steps to protect people. And so that's just something for y'all to think about. I know how, you know, it's nuances of things is always a big deal. And I see the heart of the drummer. I see the heart even of the aunt who went out there, um, you know, trying to provide some sort of help, trying to see if there was something they could do, be a good Christian loving group of people. There's nothing wrong with that at all, but it did result in somebody being killed. And so if they would have done that lockdown and that police officer would have been on patrol making sure the guy didn't come towards the church and become an imminent threat to people inside and keeping his aunt inside, keeping everybody inside, keeping them huddled away from those doors, then maybe nobody else would have died that day. Nobody would have died that day. And so, like I said, hindsight is 50-50. I'm not I get how the officer responded. I get why the drummer did what he did. I understand why the aunt, um, the mother of the pastor, went out there because we want to help. But we have to also be very cautious. And that's really what the sheepdogs are there for. We have to tell people like the drummer and the aunt and anyone else in that congregation, hey, this is not the time. Stay inside. Police are on the way. They're going to respond. They're going to deal with this traffic accident. They're going to deal with the guy with the gun. All of that's going to be taken care of. Meanwhile, we're going to be safe inside the church. So that's that's basically my takeaway. Lockouts. If there's trouble outside, lockout, lockout, lockout. Even if you chose for, you know, depending on the situation, things change. Even if you chose to go out there, the church should still be in lockout and there should be a clear instructions for everybody to stay inside. There should be team members left behind to make sure people stay inside. Also, too, if it gets to the point where they're trying to break in, they're there to defend the people. And if we do send a team out there, number one, we don't do anything without backup. So it's at least two people and they have to be high, high alert for any sort of danger. So... Before I let you go, I just want to thank everybody who's joined up for this uh, next quarter. Um, we just did the uh, security team fundamentals. We're, we did an active shooter, and now we're doing verbal de-escalation. It's a great time. I just love everyone who's participating. We're learning a lot. We're having lots of good discussions. Thank you so much for that. If you're not enrolled in our security, our safety team uh, certification, check it out. You might be surprised just how much we offer and how ridiculously underpriced it is. So check it out. Don't be afraid. A lot to learn there. Other than that, if you like this video, please comment, like, uh, share, all that good stuff to let Google and the internet know that, uh, that this is something worth sharing, especially with people um, of you know churches, houses of worship, all that good stuff. So please do that. Other than that, thank you so much for being here this week. And hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.